Happy New Year, Jane. <laughs> it's funny. I always look forward to these conversations with you because I never quite know what we're going to talk about, even though I have conversations with you every day, <laughs> all day. Um, but these dedicated times when we sit down and clip little mics on with a focus to the conversation always quite intriguing and interesting where it might lead and yeah and I'm thinking about uh sometimes when we have these conversations we we know what the title of the podcast is going to be and so we know oh here we are we're going to talk about clearing listening say or whatever it might be um and that shapes our conversation because mm. we've got this this thing and today we don't have we don't have an absolute title we, we know roughly what we want to talk about mm. but we don't have the title and so it feels a bit um feels a bit different just jumping into this space of oh I wonder how this is this is going to go it's going to be shaped in a different way just like we wonder how 2021 is going to go <laughs> and actually it's quite interesting yes because I wasn't being totally facetious when I said Happy New Year. It's the first podcast of the new year. But for me, there was something about um, the idea of setting intentions like, like we set New Year's resolutions. Um, but at Narrative, we have this idea of setting intentions after we've cleared listening. And I wanted to have a conversation with you about what it means to set an intention and how um, setting a positive intention for the future, how that has an impact on the present and even on the past and how, how the past relates to it. So something about the dynamic between past, present and future, which in terms of storytelling um, feels, feels like it's um, a, a deep nugget of our work, thinking about the past, the present and the future. Um, because of how we choose to work on stories and to tell stories. Um, we always play with that relationship between the past and the present, um, in a sense, because it's about uh, diving into a moment from the past. And as you do, as you share it with somebody, kind of exploring it in the present moment, mm. in the telling of it. Because you're telling it, you're in the present moment when you're telling You're it. in the present moment when you tell it. And quite often people say to us, oh, should I tell it? Do I need to tell it in the present tense? What tense should I tell my story in? And we will never um, be strict about that because I don't think it matters. Um, you can tell it in the past tense or the present tense. And it can be equally alive for you in the telling of it and in the receiving of it. But we have also noticed ourselves that quite often when we start to tell a story, we tell it in the present tense, like I am standing looking at the sea, not I was standing. Um, because I think both of us have talked about finding that a useful way to get mm. very embedded in the story in the moment it takes you back into the moment if you tell it in the present tense yeah I mean I, I always notice that it really helps me to say I'm standing in and and I think I probably always do that at the beginning of when I tell a story and then sometimes I will you know it's kind of um, safe enough to go into the past tense because mm. I'm immersed in the moment enough um, although sometimes maybe I stay in the in in the present tense so that's interesting because 
what you're displaying by just talking about it like that is that it's not conscious. Those decisions, as you're telling your story, are not mm. conscious. Mm. You're allowing the story to kind of tell itself through you. And whatever tense is right, I mean, you don't go into the future tense, but whatever tense is right is, is, is how the story emerges. So I think there's something quite interesting in that in itself, the relationship between the past, the present, and where the future comes in is this idea of setting intentions. I said it's like New Year's resolutions, but New Year's resolutions are slightly different because they're about, I'm going to not do this or I'm going to do more of that. And setting an intention is slightly different, but it is about looking into this next stage of your life and giving it some kind of focus. For me, too, the way it relates to us clearing our listening is that basic practice that we do, which is about really coming into the present moment and becoming conscious of what might be getting in the way of us being really present in this Mm. moment. And typically, when we clear our listening, it will be uh, memories, things from the past things, conversations that we've had, things that we've done, um, you know, the argument that you've just had with somebody or whatever that might be. So it's something from the past Mm, mm. that is an obstacle to being present or it's our thoughts, our worries, fears, concerns about the future, things that haven't Mm. happened yet. So that's... that's it might be something in the present in in in, the, the, in your environment. There might, might be something happening to you now, which could be a distraction, li- literally a noise or a sight around you. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of clearing listening being a, being a space in which you bring together past, present, and future yeah. quite so clearly. So so it's about um, that practice, and I'm only really thinking about this as I um, articulate this. Is about getting that that mastery of this this present moment as much as you can achieve mastery of the present moment because as we say clearing listening is a kind of ongoing thing because there will always be things or can always be things that will get in the way of us listening really openly being really present um but it's it's the mastery that goes with the with the storyteller's mastery of Am, am I? Is this story evoking a past moment? I'm in the present with you, my listeners, my audience, and I can create a future vision story if I choose to. So they're the sort of the two kinds of mastery. And I think it's probably worth saying in terms of clearing, clearing listening for anybody who's listening to this who hasn't encountered us talking about it before there's there's podcasts that we've done if you look back you can you can hear more about this practice of clearing listening because we're talking about it assuming that everybody knows yeah, yeah. what the hell we're talking about and in, one thing- se- and in one sentence essentially it is um a practice of becoming still and quiet and noticing what might be getting in the way of you being really present in the present moment and being able to let that obstacle or distraction go, um, which is where setting an intention comes in. Because in the space that you create in clearing the listening, then what we talk about is then you've made the space to be able to to set an intention, which again for me comes back to this idea of mastery. Instead mm. of being buffeted by everything 
all my experience, everything that has happened to me, everything that I'm worrying that's going to happen to me and all the chaos of the present moment mm. is actually like I can have some autonomy in this moment. I can, I can choose. I can set my intention, mm. whether it's for this conversation, whether it's for today, whether it is for 2021. I can set an intention and I can keep coming back to that intention. I want to go back um, before I start thinking about intentions in more detail. I, I just to touch on that idea about clearing listening being uh, a, a space that allows you to notice what might be distracting you from the past essentially things that have happened already whether they happened five minutes ago or five years ago um allowing yourself to let go of those and we we drag moments from the past around with us everywhere you know that they might be they might be from when we were five years old or they literally might be a conversation we had five minutes ago we can be lingering in them in in some form uh moments from the future as you've said to-do lists, things that haven't happened yet that are activating you in some way. And that could be all sorts of distraction. It could be anxiety. It could be anger. It could be joy about something that's going to happen, anticipation. But it's uh, taking your attention away from the present moment and then distraction in the present moment. Uh, that's what that practice of clearing listening is about, as you've said, and I've just repeated it again. But the reason why I was going to say it is because it's a practice that allows you to be very present. Um, and it's fundamentally useful to being a storyteller as well, because being very present in your experience, moment to moment, allows you to absorb an experience, absorb the data of an experience, if you like, sensorily. Um, so it allows you in your life to be very, um, the more present you are in your life moment to moment, I think the, the more space you have then to tell the story of those moments because you're very present in them. You'll, you you'll fully, be alert to them. You're alert to them. them. You've mm. fully experienced them. And, you know, we've talked about this before that the more you get into thinking about story, the more you moments in your life can occur to you. As a, as a potential story, kind of as they're happening to you or just after they've happened, that, well, that's going to be a story or this is a story, what's unfolding to me now, um, can feel like um, the material that you can share with somebody. So, so it's about becoming a good storyteller as well, that, that present, that being present in the moment, I think, as well. Mm intention so so you were start so we're starting to think about the future as well and you know as you was, as you were describing the idea of an intention did you use the word touchstone or did i did i just have that in my head i don't think i did um yeah possibly you didn't but that popped into my head as you were speaking and it, and it made me realize how different it is from a resolution because a resolution um is often in in my mind is often something that is to keep you on the straight and narrow in some way or give you it is about giving you a focus of something to do or not to do generally isn't it i'm going to do more of this or i'm going to do less of that i'm going to be more like this i'm going to be less like that for me i think just as clearing listening is a practice in that we acknowledge that 
moment to moment, day to day, hour to hour, there's going to be things that that conspire to take you out of the present moment. Um, and we're kind of compassionate about that. It's not like you sort your listening out and you're done for the day or you're done for your life or you're done for the week. Moment to moment, there's going to be things that get in the way. And moment to moment, you have an opportunity to just let go of them, the things that might not be useful. Similarly, with an intention, um, there's no kind of stricture about it. I find why, why the word touchstone came up for me is that I find it really useful to return to it, say it's during a day and I've started the day clearing my listening with you or somebody else. Later in the day, I might come back and think, hold on, my intention was play or my intention was creativity or my intention was groundedness, whatever it is, whatever single word I've chosen, I can find myself in a different space emotionally, um, psychologically during a day and think, hold on a minute, my intention was play. How can I use that? Um, so just that idea of the intention being part of that practice. Um, it's not, and, and, and then there's no blame or shame about the fact mm. I haven't been feeling or being playful. It's just like, oh yeah, that's really helpful actually. I had wanted to feel like I was being playful today. So how can that become part of what I'm doing now? Yeah, I think there's a different um, charge with the, on the word resolution because it can feel like it's something that's, as you said, uh, keeping you on the straight and narrow. It, it can feel punitive, oh, and resolve. there's a, yeah, and there's a. And there is an inherent judgment on oneself. Mm. And also we all, you know, I think there is this kind of feeling of, yeah, and we all know that resolutions get broken break yeah. immediately. Whereas an intention has uh, the space in it and it, it kind of understands mm. that, well, I'm intending to be going in this direction and actually along the way I might take a detour but I can you know I can come back to my intention to my mm. focus and so it feels more um, uh, it feels more generous it feels like you have more of your own power in that I'm setting an intention and it's for me this is where I'm going and even if I go on a big detour I'm still gonna get there yes because that's still my yeah. touchstone, lodestar, yeah, whatever it is. Star, yeah, <clears throat> um, It's interesting. We, um, we had a story circle last Sunday. And if anybody doesn't know what our story circles are, you can have a look on our website, narrative.uk, and we're going to hold regular story circles probably once a month at the beginning of this year. And it's just um, an open space for anybody to come together to listen to and if they want to share stories and we had talked about that session as being an opportunity to set our intentions for 2021 and the prompt we gave for the stories was new beginnings and I thought it was really interesting um, there was big uptake in the last story circle it was like people were very ready and this nearly everybody um, signed up to join the story circle last year, you know, towards the end of last year, mm. in the week before Christmas. Um, and there was a big uptake and people were very ready to think about the new year in a positive way, looking forward. It was interesting. 
that people express some difficulty with the prompt of new beginnings. And I sensed some, I don't know, let's see, see if you agree with this, sensed some kind of difficulty in, slight difficulty in, in setting a positive intention for the year because as a country we'd just gone into another lockdown and the days are literally dark outside and um, it can feel hard to have a really positive intention for the future uh, in this moment. So it's interesting, I don't know, Did is that is that something that that you sense at all? I found this year that I've, in conversation with people, I found myself saying, when they've said, how are things there? And I've said, well, it's kind of deja vu, but worse, <laughs> which is kind of, um, which is a difficult space to be in. It's like it's familiar and yet it feels harder. Yeah, I, I think what feels different about this year is is the not knowing how it's going to be. You know, are, are we going to be, you know, how long are we going to be in this new lockdown? Mm-hmm. Um if the vaccines aren't rolled out or if a variant emerges that the vaccine doesn't work mm. um, against, then uh, we're potentially in trouble. You know, I, I think I used to approach every year with an idea that, I, well, I kind of roughly know what the shape of this year is going to be. And if you think you know, of a year I, ago, you, that's definitely a space we were in. Exactly. And, you know, I have a school-aged child, and so my year is framed around the academic mm-hmm. year and holidays and mm-hmm. um, along with many other people. So work patterns follow school patterns. Mm-hmm. And now here we are stepping into, well, no exams happening how much in-person schooling happening? None at the moment. And 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 how much travel when there's many countries around the world that that um, people from the UK can't, just can't travel to. So mm. therefore, that means there's a kind of whoa. What's uh, I I don't know. I don't know if I find myself on a Eurostar going to Paris this year. I will consider myself very very lucky. Where mm. I used to you know, have to travel a lot for work and and take that for granted. Yeah. Work and leisure. And you wouldn't think twice about it. And I wouldn't it. think twice about it. So I just, like, yeah, I can't imagine it. And also I would say the other turbulence in the world and particularly what happened in the US last week with that political unrest is just mm-hmm. another example of where you can't take anything for granted. Yeah. The things that the things that I you think are inviolable are that are are vulnerable, are fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Everything and so everything is fragile and so that's a very different way of stepping into a new year, I think. And to look on the positive side, I think it's very salutary to not take things for granted to be shown that you can't take things for granted because it does make things precious again, things that should be precious. It shouldn't feel um, that we can take travelling to into another country just um, as a matter of course without really taking on board the cost of, of that. And I think the cost of that is really clear now. Uh, it's kind of, ta- you know, yeah. what what... 
what the pandemic might have you know really allowed us to do is all the things that the climate crisis has wanted us to do but we haven't you know using um fossil fuel burning transportation much less um you go out again in london now and it is a back a bit more like the lockdown first time when there's so many fewer cars and um so use of cars and planes and all those things not taking things for granted not taking for granted um having outdoor space in your life that you can access whether it's a garden or a park or a common um really using those not taking for granted your community around you people who are your friends who you can rely on neighbors all those things we really did take those for granted and certainly the first time around with a lockdown we really did rely on our community mm. not only the people that live close to us but the shops and businesses that would deliver to you and all those things i think that not taking for granted is is a great like yeah is is a fantastic lesson and i want to come back to what you were saying though before you started about that which was people having it was difficult for people to find a story an optimistic story oh, yes. of new beginnings. Did so, you feel that? Am I overreading that? I don't think it was very strong. But wasn't very it was strong. Uh, some some people said it explicitly, and then I'm trying to think about some of the other stories and did the and did the stories, uh, you know, kind of reflect that. I mean, I know that when I was looking for a story, to because I I wanted to tell a story you know myself and I found it it felt like oh I, I don't know that I have a kind of um exciting enough story of a new beginning and 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 I think that's it's kind of the nature of a new beginning sometimes sometimes you know when you're in a moment that this is going to be this yes. is going to be step one of an amazing yes. journey and yes. sometimes you don't know. So consequently, when you go back to thinking about the story mm. of the moment, it feels a bit like, oh, really? You know, because you know where you ended up. You mm. know, it might have ended up being an amazing project. But on day one of the project, it might have been a group of people sitting around saying, we don't really know what we're doing. Mm. Um, so that means that the story feels a little bit you know, lame in comparison to where it ended up. So maybe that's why. Well, I think what was great about what happened last Sunday was this it felt very authentic felt very authentic that yes um people were telling really fantastic stories and interesting stories quite a lot of um emotion in some of those stories in different ways some frustration and anger and release and actually that felt very feels very authentic it would feel inauthentic to just sell her to tell her kind of like Oh, la, 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 la. Here's yeah, a yeah. great new kind of bright, shiny day because things don't feel quite like that. It's much more nuanced, much more layered. And I think much more um, kind of in touch with the fact that we don't know. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day who talked about having just had, as many of us have had over this last year, a difficult kind of period emotionally and feeling that they'd lost some of their hope and how hard that was. And I've really kind of registered that if you feel that you're going into uh, a period of time 
where things are just going to get worse. It's very hard to keep moving forward. One has to, I think, well, I can speak for myself only really, authentically. Um, I need to not just feel things are going to get worse. I have to always have the hope of things getting better. I think that's a very human thing, isn't it? That even if things are going to get more difficult, and, and let's face it, for the last month we've had the NHS saying it's going to get worse. Even now they're saying we haven't hit the brunt of whatever happened over Christmas in terms of hospitals and deaths. But the other side of that, I need to feel it's going to get better. The vaccine has been something which has allowed us all to think there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that, that feels so human, that need. If we think of past, present and future, as we go through our lives, to think that the future is not worse than the present or the past. The future has to feel like it has the potential to become better. Mm. Where that's made me think, I'm thinking about how as humans we use stories and the stories of our experience to process mm. um, what happens to us. Mm -hmm. And so there we were at the beginning of 2020 um, thinking about what the year was going to hold, 2020, a year, year of, of seeing clearly yes. our vision... And then, you know, what was a, you know, a tiny, you know, a, a small news story, a fragment of a news story and the noise from China gets louder and louder until we can't ignore it anymore. And collectively, you know, and then this thing sweeps around the whole world. And, and we think the first lockdown here is going to be maybe a month yeah, if we're maybe unlucky. A month, imagine. Really? A month? Yeah. Um, and so hmm. most of us you know, if we didn't live through world wars or other cataclysms mm. like that, mm. have never experienced anything like this on a global scale. So like, so a collective now, experience. so now our ability, therefore, if we take the, you know, if we're just beginning, you know, of course, we're not really able to process this pandemic because we're still inside it and we can't fully process it until we are safely out the other side. Our brains won't, you know, we're just not able to do that. Mm. Um, so maybe that's why it's really hard for us to have um, a vision because what, what we feel like we're in the moment is a story of anything can happen, darkness, uncertainty... Um, death, loss, uh, ill health, penury, you know, just things breaking down. And that was the story of last year. So here we are at the beginning of the next year. What, you know, what's to, what's to celebrate? Except we did notice that supermarket shelves were emptied of champagne leading up to the new year. So people were determined to celebrate in some way. Yeah, and I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that, um, you know, the, I think it's, it's interesting, this relationship between past, present and future. We understand the present through the past. That's what historians always say, isn't it? That's the, the only way to understand the present is through, is through studying the past kind of thing. We understand the present through the past and we need a vision of the future to be moving positively forward into you can't it's not helpful to live in the past 
because things evolve and change. You, it's a, it's, it's a valuable thing to be very present in your experience and, and mindful and um, really in touch with what's happening to you moment to moment. But you can't just live in the present because that wouldn't take, um, that wouldn't give any thought to the consequences of, mm. of, of mm. actions that you take. And you can't just live in the future. You can't um, live in a space that hasn't happened yet a pie-in-the-sky space or a, or a kind of doom and gloom space. So that kind of relationship between the past, the present and the future is quite a, is quite a sensitive balance to find being really present in your experience as it happens to you, aware of how the past has informed that, but looking forward positively to the future so that that can give you an intention to move into something to manifest mm, something mm. to make happen and we talk about this with telling stories that you can tell future stories you can tell a story of the future and the more concrete you make it the more specific you make that vision story the more possible it is for you to move into it to move forward into it to manifest it but i'm now coming out of this conversation really fascinated between how I negotiate between the past, the present, and moving into the future. Um, when we did the story circle on Sunday and we did a listening meditation to start with and we set intentions, and my intention was innocence. And that word just came to me because we, we always try and do a one-word intention because mm -hmm. then you can just come back to that one mm -hmm. word, that one idea. And innocence was my intention, and I didn't know where that had come from. And so I need to, so, yeah. So, and I've been thinking about that a lot. And now, yeah. in the light of this conversation, it's making me think in you know, the state of innocence that's great is kind of um, not prejudging something, not having an assumption about something. Is you know, it's uh, you know, of course, it also means. N not being guilty it means being, being clean and innocent and but but innocence too i don't know for me it has a kind of openness and a um you know just stepping forward with a oh wow well here i am let me just love it. let me just take yeah. everything as it appears to me in this moment i love it and um i'm you know, I'm going to piggyback on your intention or I'm just going to follow you with that intention. I had my own intention, but I think um, I love it because of that openness. And if you think, what does a baby do? It just learns from everything that happens to it. Every experience it has is an opportunity to grow and learn and make new neural pathways. What hmm. a great space to step into this new year with. Uh, opportunity to learn and grow so maybe our title is something about uh birth or or i don't know baby steps into a new year i don't know let's see let's see <laughs> <laughs>